Welcome to Out of Game, a podcast featuring unique segments and discussions about board games, card games, RPGs, gamers, and gamer culture. Please join your hosts, Ryan, Chris, and Tim, as they go Out of Game. Welcome to episode 50 of Out of Game. This is Ryan. This is Chris. And this is Tim. And we are still, after 50 episodes, a podcast about board board games. games. So this monumental episode, we'll be talking about SauceCon 3. SauceCon. Our annual get-together at Tim's Lake House. I think he built it just for board gaming, nothing else. Took 30 years to get there, but hey, yeah. Yeah. We can go with that. But before we talk about SauceCon, let's jump into our spawn point. Spawn point. Spawn point. Did you notice the new intro? I did. I noticed it. Did you notice it, Tim? I, I, I kind of fell asleep. No, what was it? We have a brand new intro. Ryan, tell us why. So we have a brand new intro because we figured after 50 episodes with the millions and millions of listeners we have and all the royalties we're getting uh, that we, we can't earn money anymore off of Rob Zombie. Yep. So it's a shame. <laughs> So we're going with the free, uh, not royalty-free music. We actually legitimized the podcast, paid some money. So uh, we hope you like it. I know it's not as good as Rob Zombie. This song is really good that we chose. I'm really happy with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have a hard time not hearing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. We've had people I complain see. about the song. Did you know that? There, I've had people like it and complain about it. Yeah. So, the, uh, most of the complaints are that it's too loud. Yeah, I actually tried to fix that. I, I never I noticed that. It's the, Rob Zombie. You can't fix that. Well, I mean, it's supposed it, to be loud. You, you reduced it just a little. Yeah, I reduced it <laughs> a little quieter. Uh, I did that with all the bumpers, too. And then I never asked for feedback, so I have no idea if it made well, a Well, no feedback is usually a good sign. Yeah. Yeah, we've been asked for feedback in a while on the podcast. Everybody, send us some feedback. Yeah. What, what, we need, what we need to do is another giveaway. Yeah. Feedback with a giveaway. So what I really want to know is besides... Posting more episodes, which I know is the number one thing that you'd like us to change. Like, what's the number two thing? What's the number two thing that you would like us to change? The, you meaning the listeners? The listeners, yeah, on, uh, about the podcast. That's what I want to know. Like, what what could we improve? You mean? Yeah, so yeah. we can improve because you know, recording more episodes. We've I think we've proven that we're not very good at that. Yeah, but we've gotten better. We've gotten a little better. A reason yeah. why? Yeah, Chris has helped with the editing. Editing help has freed up <laughs> Ryan to get more stuff done, and so we're able to get more episodes in, so yeah. hopefully we can continue that. Yeah, and, and we hope that that also adds a little bit of variety when you're listening. Cause yeah, our, it's a little different of a flavor. Yeah, a little different editing style. Yeah. I like it. I like it. we got to get works. Tim in there. It works. Yeah. Tim in the rotation. Yeah. I just need to know what software you guys use, because it's called it's Audacity. Audacity. Ooh. Do you have the Audacity? <laughs> I don't. This podcast endorsed by Audacity. <laughs> Sourceforge.net. <laughs> what do you got, Chris? So for my spawn point, I have some news about a fellow Dice Tower Network show. Uh, Eric Summer oh, is yeah. going to be, I've contracted him to do the audio book version of The Angriest Angel. Whoa. So Angriest Angel taken off. It's a big deal. We're locking Eric in. He's going to, he's a, a lot of people know he's a voice actor. He's going to do a good job. Is he going to start the book with? Everyone close your eyes. <laughs> Hopefully not. Because, uh, a lot, I think a lot of people might be driving when they're listening. <laughs> true. But, true. But yeah, so it's a, it's a big deal. I That's, have heard a snippet and it is quite impressive. Yeah, he does a good job. 
Yes. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing the whole thing. Cause yeah, the snippet was pretty darn good. Maybe you guys could like advertise your book at Gen Con. Yeah. Cause you work together on it. Yeah, maybe he could give you a spot at the booth. You could have your book out. Maybe you could hire someone to walk around as the angriest angel right next to him the whole time he's there. <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot we could do there. I think, I think there's some potential. And then Ryan could do his roast. <laughs> oh yeah. Have yeah. You, did, you haven't done that. That was at BGG con. Yeah. That was a while ago. You could bring that to Gen Con. Yeah. I could roast the dice tower again. Yeah. Actually, it might be more fun to roast you guys. <laughs> but no one knows who we, we should, are. You know what we should do for Dave before he leaves? We should have a roast. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We should roast him. Oh. He would love that. Yeah. Oh, but for the listeners, Dave is a member of our gaming group who may be moving out of state. You know what he'll probably do? He'll, he'll like, move and make his wife pack everything. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm out of here, honey. It's like the way he puts away games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, he'll just leave. Make them do all the work. We're going to miss Dave. More on that later. Yes. Yeah. Well, as that, as that continues to change. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What does Tim have spawn point? No, nah, just not much. Uh, Jeremy's been asking a lot more to play games. So he's really, really getting into it. He's, he's dying to play um, Curse of Volcar and uno and sam keeps pushing for flick them up so nice. they're they're all really excited for it so i've just got to find the energy and the time to do it because yep. so much stuff going on and we're out we're going to start getting into the nicer months so we're gonna be really busy camping and all that kind of stuff so have to squeeze them in have that's, to find the next, good- that's the next generation of gamers it is it is and they're they're in it they're in it which is good so i'm, I'm happy so i feel like we leveled up at my house because oh uh, evan just turned seven yeah. And that's like the age where they can start playing like bigger games. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm not you can get help. some of those uh, shelved games off that you've been waiting. Yeah, like the the Evan shelf. I can yeah. start digging into that a little bit. So we got, we had to play one the other night that we tried when he was five, and he couldn't he couldn't really figure out the strategy. Kalos. <laughs> not quite gee i wonder why yeah no it was uh so it's called the three Got little you pigs. again yeah. <laughs> provost buddy <laughs> sending to his room crying yeah <laughs> no so it was it's a game called the three little pigs it's, you're like you're building houses you're it's actually a yahtzee uh, i want the brick house yeah you can build brick okay i want that one so when I, you i call brick I brick is harder for the wolf Ooh. to blow down Want steel? There's no steel in that nursery rhyme. I know, but this is a game. Should be expanding. <laughs> That's the expansion pack you haven't bought yet. The Three Little Pigs, 2020. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> get some ore, build build a steel house. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, he was able to figure it out. Had some fun. He he didn't really like that the wolf kept blowing his house down. He's not a very good roller. Mm-hmm. I'm finding he's I inherited he that. Got that well. is. Didn't know that was inherited. Genetic. That yeah. must be genetic. Yeah. So. That hasn't gone that well, but other than that, <laughs> so I'm pretty excited. Yeah, <laughs> we done. We're you know, done. I point? think so. That's yeah. it. All right, that's it. That that wraps up episode 50. <laughs> oh, by the way, we're shortening the episodes now. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's uh, table talk time. Let's talk about SauceCon three. You're listening to Out of Game, where the hosts give you the latest news in the gaming world, and also Chris is here. Find more newsworthy podcasts at Dicetowernetwork.com. All right. So this table talk, we're going to talk about SauceCon 3. So just a reminder, I mentioned it in the intro. In case you forgot in the last two minutes. We, once a year, Tim has this big house on a lake near Lake Geneva. What, what lake is it actually on? Lauderdale Lakes. Lauderdale Lakes. And yeah, we go there and play board games for Thursday, Friday, three nights, four yeah. days and three nights. Yeah. 
It is very fun. How many people did we have? Like a dozen? We had 14. We had 14. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I was a little worried about the sleeping arrangements, but it worked out. Yeah. It was pretty noisy in the house. Yeah, but when you stay up that late playing, you just kind of pass out. Yeah. Well, unless you have- That's not what Ryan's referring to. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes. There was one night where Ryan and Tim lost- how many hours of sleep? Yeah. I think you had all like, of them. You like three? No, maybe? I got like three. Yeah, I think I got three. Because one of the one of our fellow gamers, who's a who's a loyal listener, nope. uh, was snoring. Yeah, quite loud. Like the loudest snoring I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like the next night, we we exiled him to the porch. So he is on. He's in. He's on the porch, <laughs> completely across the house. We closed the sliding door to the porch. Closed the door to our bedroom. And I still had to turn on my white noise maker to drown out his snoring. <laughs> wow. It was that loud. That's legendary. I didn't, I didn't even hear that. Oh, uh, you, you fell out. asleep pretty fast. Oh, yeah. I was exhausted. Uh, yeah. And I mean, he was talking the first night. He's like, yeah, I might snore, guys. I just apologize ahead of time. And he like he laid down and within 30 seconds was snoring. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. I, I couldn't believe he passed out that quick. Yeah, And then so we were – Tim and I were both – I didn't know you were awake the whole time too, but – Suddenly, I hear Tim get up. You guys and, should have played Targi or something. Yeah. So, Tim <laughs> Tim got up and left the room. And then I got up to go to the bathroom and I realized that Tim didn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> so, I moved out to the porch, blew up an air mattress. I mean, this is happening at four in the morning. This is the work oh, we had to go yeah. through. So, now I just left the room. I got some peace and quiet. And now I hear... <laughs> He's blowing up an air mattress <laughs> 10 feet away from me. Yeah. I mean, Tim slept in a chair. It was a rough night. It was oh, a rough man. night. But then I got the story too later that when he collapsed on the the mattress because he was on the floor next between the two beds and the heating vent was right there, right by his head. So he said as he was laying there, the heat was basically blowing in his face <laughs> and he didn't realize it. So he's like drying his mouth out and his eyes out. Oh my and he's gosh. Like, it's causing even worse for him oh because he had heat blowing in his face and he didn't know it. How could you fall asleep with the vent blowing heat on your face? <laughs> I, I couldn't. That is I know, messed I up. Oh, I was pretty, the way he told it, I was laughing my butt off. It was yeah. hilarious. It was a great time, though, overall. Good good SauceCon this year. Yeah. So what we're going to do is... We should probably explain why we call it SauceCon. That's, that's hard to explain. But if I were a listener, I'd be wondering, why do they keep calling it SauceCon? That's a weird name. Do they have sauce there? Uh, yeah, so, I'll use spaghetti all weekend. So so if you go back to one of our earlier episodes, we have a we have an episode about our voting systems. For how we vote, which games to play. Yeah, and we have a homemade system that was developed by James Tanner called uh, Sauce Boss, which we named. But it was he, an acronym. Yeah. And I think it was spelled S-O-S-S. Yeah, it's, right. it's a really weird acronym. Right. But so we call our group the Sauce Bossers, so hence SauceCon. Yep. That's the short version. That's the short version. That's all. Yeah. All right. But so what we're going to do is we have some categories in typical out of game fashion oh, yeah. that we're going to discuss. What are some of the categories? Just to- so we're going to talk about best game played, huh. worst game played. Ooh, I've got one. Biggest surprise, biggest disappointment, best moment, worst moment, something you want to change for next time, and anything else you would like to discuss. The catch-all category. I like it. I've got some ideas. All right. <laughs> Hopefully right. you've developed these before the recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make it seem like we're doing this as we go along. Oh, right. Yeah, we yes, don't prepare yes. at all. It's all the illusion. Of oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. All right. So best game played. Let's start there. Best game played. For me, by far, Captain Sonar. No. And sure. thank you to all of our Sauce, sauce Boss listeners. For playing the game, because I've been sort of 
feeling sorry for myself. That is my my favorite games, and we don't we never play it. Well, you guys came through. We got together. We got four versus four. Actually, had a quorum, and uh, we played. Um, I don't know how many games. I, I two at least. I think it was might have been Maybe three. I think it was you three. Three. Yeah, I think I've won. I don't one. know. I was sleeping in the recliner at the time. I was happy. Yeah, that's right. Tim was. <laughs> that out. was the night after the snoring event. Uh, it was so much fun. That, so, that was my best best game by far. So three is definitely critical mass for that game for me. Game three is always the game where we start arguing with each other. <laughs> yeah, what happened was after the third game, we were talking about maybe changing teams up or whatever. But I noticed at least half the people's eyes were like glazed over. And I, I just wanted to keep playing this game because the games are relatively fast. Other than the prep work, the actual game itself isn't that long. So, you know, you get in a role, maybe change positions within the team. Somebody else can be the captain, whatever. But I think we were, you guys were had burnt out and i didn't i was thankful just that we got to play so i did get to be the captain that was the first time i ever yeah, tried that oh right. wow how'd you like it uh, i didn't go very well but did you have fun though <laughs> um that was the third game <laughs> so, that's so that a, would that's be a no. no that's a no my so i and it was probably just me not being a good captain but it, like the, there's like no communication happening on my team and actually there's a huge problem with 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 the games that we played nathan was like in charge of the rules and Everyone was asking him questions, so he couldn't focus on his role. So, like, he was on my team, mm. and he I needed information from him, but he, but like, um, people kept asking him questions. I think it was just people on our team that hadn't played kept asking him questions, so he was having to deal with that, and then I was getting frustrated because I was getting no information about where they were or anything, and <laughs> and my radar operator was on the complete other side of the table, so I couldn't even see. Oh, that's a bad setup. Where they were as the captain, so I didn't even know where to go. Why wasn't your radar person next to you? I don't know. We just—that's when you slap that, that him on the back. It was a mess. It was a mess. That up. seems like a captain error. To yeah. Me. Well, I didn't know as the captain. I actually didn't know who were the most important people to have next to me until we started playing. Mm. And then I realized, and that table was so close to the wall, I couldn't like get over there. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. I I had fun, but three is I can't do more than three. Games. My limit's about two. Yeah. Oh, and then I'm like, kind of like, uh, yeah. Actually, if we quit after two games every time, I would be more likely to want to play it again because oh, it's always the third game that makes me frustrated. So you got a choice: two or not play at all. or not at all. Yeah, I'll take the two. Yeah, so and then, and then compromise then after the two. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that that's that was mine. What yeah. about you guys? It had to be the uh, the Dead of Winter games. Mm. I broke that out after a long time. That was and weird. We played played it like three times. Yeah, Dead of Winter was sort of the story of the it, con. It really was. Nobody, we hadn't played that game in a while, and it was by far the most played game. Yeah, yeah. And, and I actually ended up playing all the games all three were fun. times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were all great. They were. I, I have my typical epic move a guy and have him die because that <laughs> happens to be every single time. I think yeah, you roll the tooth a lot. Yeah, I think two two out of the three games I, I toothed. I think that's one out of twelve. Yeah, one out of twelve to get a tooth. Wow. Yeah, so it was not pretty. And then uh, we had uh, Chris J uh, take me out. <laughs> oh, because he was a traitor. No, no, he was. Well, he was at that time, but I was only in the first game, and he 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 was, but he was taking me out because his his secret goal. I was kind of almost competing with him without me even realizing I was because he, he needed to have more cards than anybody, and I had five cards, and he had like seven. So if he took me out, he knew I'd lose all my cards. But the problem is I had already lost a guy with a tooth. And then so he took out my last guy. So I lost everything, which totally screwed my secret goals. 
So then that game just kind of that was the first game. That was the first game. Yeah, and it kind of just went crazy after that. Yeah, I actually have a question for Ryan. This is just a general gaming question relating to something Tim said. So, what the best thing I think we probably all agree, if not the best, close to the best about Dead of Winter is the secret goal. Yeah, yeah, like that's what makes the game really fun. Why haven't other games adopted that mechanic? Just a good question. I think for a trader game now, it's I I like they should because it it you want a reason to make the, for people to be suspicious, right? Like they're motivated to do things that make them look suspicious. I think the only other game that's done this is uh, Dark Moon, which we've never played. I think Aras has a copy of it. That was supposed to be um, like the replacement for Battlestar Galactica, where they they made like a lighter version of that game, but it also has. Like you're mo- there's a, there's reasons to make you look suspicious. Hmm. I'm so, just wondering why we don't see that more because it works so well in Dead of Winter. It really does. It really does. And a lot of games, I notice the gaming industry quite often is it's a copycat industry. When something's working, you know, like Legacy, then other people adopt it. So why haven't they adopted this? I wonder. I wonder if it, maybe there are games out there that do it. I've stopped buying this style of game because I don't feel like we need another one. Hmm. So there, maybe there are. That's a good question for the listeners. Yeah, I'm just curious. Are there other games that have the secret goal? But yeah, because it'd, it'd have to be a pretty epic game quality-wise in order to usurp. Because oh, it's yeah. just kind of a so-so and same genre who, you know, not going to really be interested. But there's some people that really aren't into zombies, too. Yeah. For me, it's not the zombies that really matter. It's, you know, the mechanics. I mean, they But I be, think there are people that would avoid the game. Yeah, it could be. Specifically for that, whereas the mechanic itself is really good. Even the crossroads is kind of cool. I like that too. Crossroads is definitely a very cool thing. I think that's my second favorite thing. Yeah, I agree. I like the crossroads. The interesting thing about Dead of Winter, it's almost like for Chris Johnson, he left right at the height of that game when we first started playing it. It's true. So he probably remembered that as like his favorite game. When you mean left, he moved. He moved. He moved moved to Utah. So I think that's what happened. And it it makes you realize that sometimes games just kind of fall out of rotation for whatever reason. I don't think we we knowingly stopped playing it. It just kind of fell out of rotation. And because he requested it, I brought it. And then now it's like back in rotation. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. It got a spark for sure. Yeah. A couple, couple very, very epic games with him. So. Yeah. And he's a great person to play with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's always the traitor. He's squirrely. You just don't know. He was he was the traitor two out of three games. In the yeah. game that he was in, we exiled him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because we thought he was. <laughs> That's funny. No, that was good. I, I think that's a good good call. Yeah. So for me, uh, I think my best game played was One Week Werewolf. Huh, the right. second one or the first one? The second one. Okay, so that was on that was on Sunday, the right? Third one, wasn't it? Well, I guess we did three total. We did three total. So it was we did two in the same night, right? And the second game of that night okay. is the one I I think was the best one. The one where Tim. Yes. Like turn the game out of time. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that later. Okay. 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 But yeah, that that was my uh that was my favorite. Okay. Which is interesting. So that means you're gonna bring it. You'll be playing that game more often. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we got yeah, we got something to talk about with that too. Okay. Just on playing. Okay. So interesting. <laughs> this yeah. episode? Well yeah, you, you are, right. whenever you're gonna cover your stuff. When are you when are you talking about that? You're we'll, talking about it now? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, is this like under the other notes section? No, it's it's in one of the categories. We'll see. Okay. We'll okay. get to it. I'll chime in then. Sa- same with uh, Dead of Winter. Oh, that uh-huh. might come up again. Oh, <laughs> right. okay. All right. Worst game played. The worst game played. Okay. Oh, Ryan is wincing already. Yeah. Because he knows I'm going to attack his baby. Oh, maybe not. I'm wincing because of my answer. 
Oh, interesting. Uh, I wonder what your answer is. Uh, Maybe we should do yours first. All right, let's do mine let's first. Do, let's do I'm it. fascinated. So I just want to apologize ahead of time to one of our listeners. His name is Chip Tanner. Chip, I'm sorry for what I'm about to say. And I wish I didn't have to say it, but there is just no other choice. The worst game I played at SauceCon was Queen's Necklace. I'm sorry, Chip. <laughs> I know there's some redeeming words coming about this game from Mr. Halt, potentially. I'm not sure. But yeah. we played it. And in the first round of the game, I was out of the game because someone played one card that completely denied me any points in my first turn. And there's no chance of me coming back. And it was random. It was just so random. Yeah. So I, I will defend Chip. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I got your back here, Chip. Let me say one thing. I don't necessarily think it's the game. The way I'm judging this is it's the least fun I had play, playing a game. I don't know if it's the game's fault or not. So I'm not saying the game is bad. I'm saying this was the least fun I had playing a game. So I'll explain why we even played Queen's Necklace. So I had lambasted this game uh, a couple times. And Chip uh, – so Chip, let me just talk a little bit about him. He's He has great taste in games, in my opinion. He and I agree on almost every game. Every game he's ever introduced me to, I've liked. And we really don't ever disagree. And so it was weird and jarring to him that I didn't like Queen's Necklace when we played at Gen Con. So – my main problem with the game was the bidding mechanic where you can lose the bid and then you still lose your cards. And so what I will say in his defense, after we played again, you know, I was pretty hard on it and, and all that. But the second time through, I think that mechanic was fine. I, I really didn't wasn't as bothered by that mechanic. And I should also point out that I, I won the game. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> were you going to say that? Uh, <laughs> so that maybe you guys there. led me so that, I, you know, but but no, I um, I'm I'm meeting Chip halfway on this game. I think he was right for us to give it a second chance. So, so I will say that I think um, he does. What what was the the Contagion? We played Contagion again. It's another one of the games he introduced me to, and then Stone Age, which has been around for a while, but I'd never played it. You before. played Stone Age? Not this time, but last okay. Con. And he, but he's introduced me every game he's ever introduced me to. I've liked. So I just want to give him a shout out and say that um, Queen's Necklace, good job on the second chance. Yeah. So, I mean, also in defense, I played Queen's Necklace before with Chip. I think it was one of the first games we ever played together. And I bought it after that. So I have this game. Mm -hmm. So if I bring it to game night, should I bring it to game night is the question. Or should well, we just it depends wait? on what else we have. I mean, I think right now we've. I, I'm kind of eager to play One Week Werewolf again. And then honestly, Dead of Winter. Yeah. I kind of want to play that again too. Not to mention if there's a new game you want to introduce us to. So. Yeah. So I kind of feel like Queen's Necklace is now the game that I only want to play with Chip hmm. because he's he loves he loves it so much. It's actually contagious. It's a, infectious. Infectious. It's yeah. infectious. <laughs> contagious is in contagion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's infectious. You know, he really likes this game. He's passionate about it, and he wants people to understand why he likes it. And right. I think and I think part of it is he's played it a lot. Yeah. So he has like a really deep understanding of the strategy. Chip didn't even play. I should point that out. Chip didn't even play the game. He yeah. just moderated it. He moderated it. Yeah. That's how much he likes it. Right. Yeah. But, you know, for me, I just, I got hosed the first turn of the game. And I'm sure there's some strategy decision I made that was, that was wrong or something like that. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. All right. Tim, worst game of SauceCon. See, that's, that's a tough one because it's not any of them were like bad. But this is like the one I had the least amount of fun with. Which was uh, the Time Stories Expedition. I'm pointing at Chris. All right. So uh, yeah. can we go? Pile on. We'll go duel on that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll duel on that. Wait a minute. Yeah. And the 
funny thing is we're in different two time stories. Two groups. separate groups. Yes. Yeah. So we, uh, but it's the same played it scenario. You played it. Yeah. We played the same scenario. Yeah. So uh, I'll let you go first and then I'm going to lambaste this game. <laughs> so we're talking about the expedition endurance. Yeah. Scenario. Without spoilers. Yeah, I'm going to skewer this game. To, to me, it was kind of very bland as far as the, the track and everything. There wasn't much bland. Vanilla is bland. Taupe no, is bland. Vanilla. This is, is beyond vanilla bland. Vanilla is a very good flavor. Right. So but what I'm flavor, saying yeah. is, this is beyond bland. It was. Yeah. It was. It was very boring. The setup was kind of weird. I don't know. It was the least fun of all the time stories. And why well, it should prove it, I too, guess because this is actually the one we actually beat. We haven't been able to beat a single other one, and this one we pretty much beat easily. And we beat the first one. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying in the, not, in the amount of time given. We've always gone over time and gone negative and, oh, yeah. and completed the game. So we've won the games, but we're always negative on the track. Here we actually beat it within the allowed time units, which mm-hmm. we've never done before. And yeah. I think it's just because it was just a very, I don't know, it's just, it was just okay. I, I, it was no, not it that wasn't just okay. This game is horrible. <laughs> I, I would really be interested to know who created this scenario well, and why they right, did it. It's right on the box. Well, I don't have the box, but... Uh, there were no puzzles in the game, first of all. I yes. defy either of you to point out one puzzle in there, this game. No, you're there right. was the one. Huh? Well, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a memory thing. Yeah, there's that one memory it. thing. It's not a puzzle necessarily. It's yeah. a memory. Mem- memory thing is definitely different. Yes. yes. And speaking of the memory thing, the Groundhog Day effect in this game was a thousand times worse. Maybe it was because it was late when we played and I was way off my meds. And, you know, also, to be fair, I think Sarah was... She usually does a good job distracting me when we're playing so that I uh, I don't lose focus. She was not doing that. This she game. was too tired to even care. She was too tired to worry <laughs> about me. So um, without her managing me in the game, uh, it became a lot more difficult. So I, I am, embraced the engineer and I was fixated on fixing the engine of the ship. I was convinced that I was going to fix the engine. Because, you know, uh, I won't say exactly what happened, but uh, when you are first going through the scenario, it leads you to believe that perhaps the engine can be fixed. Yeah. And so my character, at that moment, I became an engineer. Mm-hmm. And I was determined to fix this engine on this boat stuck in the in the iceberg or whatever it was. And that was the only thing that kept me sane was throughout the whole thing. I kept saying, you know, I think we need to go back to the engine room. I can I can fix this thing. <laughs> that was the only that the comedy factor was the the only fun thing. The game was horrible. I think Tim was very kind in his uh, critique. I can't. I was just watching people read cards. You know, I'm watching Dave is reading his cards here. I I, I hated it. It was, um, yeah. I I really can't compare this to any other game. It was so bad. Wow, it's pretty bad. So I'm I'm actually considering not playing Time Stories again. It was it was that bad. I have heard that the this is one of the worst scenarios. They're well, all by different designers, so that's the problem. It's hard to judge them. Like you can't it's hard to say I'm not playing time stories again when each one is designed by a different Sure, but the first person. time this scenario was played by a group, like a significant group or groups, why would it ever be sold again? Like why wouldn't they say, "All right, stop." Like we need to contact the company and have them stop releasing this. It's that bad because it's going to make people not buy the game anymore. I mean, right. uh, the, some experience, like you had the experience. Well, I won't get into that, but 
And you, you guys stop playing for like a year. Mm-hmm. And I think that the problem with time stories is it's very dependent on the story. And you're you're investing a lot of time into each one. Yeah, and then yeah. The, you have to redo stuff. It is horrible. See, I don't. I think the redos on this one weren't that bad oh. compared to some of the other ones. The redos <laughs> were insane. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree. <laughs> it, it, was, it was bad for me. I mean, it, again, maybe it was the late hour. Could be the late hour. Because, yeah, I thought this was one of the... The most exciting thing. By the way, I did talk to Dave. And I asked him for his SauceCon comments. And the one thing he told me, he said the worst game was Time Stories. Wow. So, and he said the his favorite part, and I agree with him, except for the engineer thing, was when Tim came over to our game <laughs> and in a really loud voice, and this is like 1230 at night, he's like, how you doing, Arctic Explorers? <laughs> Like in in a really loud voice because I think you were high in caffeine. Probably, <laughs> you were drinking the uh, the cherry Dr Pepper all night. So he just asked me to say that. <laughs> That's funny. I remember that. I actually heard you say that from the other room. Oh yeah, That's I hilarious. said it. I said it loud, and we were all kind of like yeah, like this. And then Tim goes, "Hey, Arctic explorers." <laughs> <laughs> Not reading the room well, apparently. <laughs> it woke it up. actually woke us up. Yeah, woke yeah. them all up. That's good. All right, biggest surprise. I'll go first because mine is quick. It's Dead of Winter. Oh, just so th- this is where Tim has his favorite game. I would say this is the biggest surprise. I was not expecting this game to be rezzed like this and just it came out of nowhere. We played it constantly. There were games I wasn't even playing in. It was so much fun. And it for me, it was the story of the con. For me, it's not even game related. It's the fact that we actually didn't like go out to eat all the time like we were before. Yeah. We went out the one night and grabbed Subway because it was what was there. <laughs> Because Luke's was closed. How dare we you, We almost Luke's? did go there, but then yeah, we, they were closed, closed for some reason at 7 o'clock at night on a Friday. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. It's Wisconsin. <laughs> so that, that's my biggest surprise is that we actually – that was the only time we actually went out and ate Everything else we brought in. Uh, our ass made tacos the one day. We had tacos. Then we had meatballs that uh, Heather and Drollo brought up. So it was like, it was like an eat-in fest, which was yeah. kind of cool. It was cool. We didn't have to go anywhere. and It was actually it was really good filling food. So Yeah, and the chip had the steak run. Yeah, that's right. That, that, that's just a grocery run. So we had grocery runs. We just didn't yeah. all stop playing and go have a dinner or something. We just brought food in, which was kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. Ryan, we're looking at you. My uh, biggest surprise, I don't know if either of you got a chance to play this, but it was Gaslands. So no. this this was the game that uh, was set up on that little oh, car God, table. Yeah, I wanted to play that so <laughs> bad, and it just, it just never worked out. So it's like miniatures, Mad Max, demolition-style fighting game. Fighting slash racing. Were they like eating beans? <laughs> Wait, what, what's the name of the game? Yes, Gaslands. Gaslands. It's because it's like I don't get it. Like gas, like you put in a car. Yeah, gas. So I think it's like post-apocalyptic. Yeah, they're, so you got the the racing cars or yeah. crashing. So think, each think other. Mad Max. Yeah. Why did they call it Gasland? Like because uh, the kind of fuel you put in your car when that has nothing to do with it. Well, it is because you're fueling your car with gas and oh, you're in so a land. So fueling is the key to the game. No, you're, you're it's important. You need fuel to survive. That's suspect. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> apparently this game is played with all matchbox cars. Like you don't they don't sell their own miniatures, they just sell the rule set. So Nathan, of course, painted up all these matchbox cars, wow. put guns and stuff on them and skulls. And then Dude, it was insane. They were they were they looked awesome. Yeah. And so, you know, he taught me this game. I will say I had just as much fun playing this as I did X-Wing. Whoa. And so we are racing. It's blasphemy. This is probably the closest thing. Do you remember like a long time ago, someone sent in a listener question, what game would you design if you could? 
And mine yeah. was Mario Kart. I would design a Mario Kart board game. This was like that. This was like that. You were racing and shooting each other and, and crashing into each other and stuff. How and did it work? Was it like program movement, like X-Wing? You had dice. You um, So you, you had to shift up. So there were different templates for movement, and they only worked depending on what gear you were in. So if you shifted up, it opened up different templates you could use for your movement, like different types of turns and that sort of thing. But then your car is taking damage over time. And then if, when you take too much damage, there's a chance your car will explode. And if you explode, then you lose. So the best part of the game, though, is we, we played like we did like a learning game. And I'm like, all right, let's do it again now that we understand the rules. And then the second game was really fun. It was really close. And, you know, there's all these obstacles and, and stuff we had to maneuver around. And then we got to the very end. And Nathan was in front of me, but there's this mechanic in the game where if you shift up during your turn, you get to go again immediately after. Because it's like you do everyone in first gear, then second gear, then third gear. So if you start your turn in first gear and you shift up to second, you get to go again on second gear. So he was like right by the finish line in like fourth gear. And I was in first gear and I was like way behind him, but I had a straightaway to the finish line. So I I kept shifting up, but every time you shift up, you take damage, right? So I took just enough damage that there's a chance my car was going to explode. <laughs> and and there's also I can't remember exactly how this worked, but there was a chance my car was going to flip. So I actually intentionally drove up right behind him, knowing my car was going to potentially flip. Oh, that's funny. And my goal was to try to flip over him like Rocket League and and like and cross the finish line, which I was not able to accomplish. But we were both like on the edge of our seats seeing if I was going to be – he was actually hoping I would pull it off because <laughs> it was just so crazy. But it was it was really fun. And, and I only get to play it that, those two times. This sounds a little bit like Formula – is it Formula D? Is that Formula D, yeah, yeah. Where you, you can be risky but then you could crash. Yeah, it's very similar with that, yeah, because you can burn your tires and your brakes and your alternator yeah, and stuff. So it's all about reaching the finish line. Yeah, but it was – or blowing the other person up. Yeah, because it's there's not like a set track on it. It's like a – you set up kind of gateways or whatever that you kind of drive through to set your course or whatever. So you're, it's a very, it's not like there's a set track. You can get through that gate. However, you can get through that gate. There's not like a track. There's not a track. Well, there's a track. You had to go through the gate in a certain direction. So there were three gates and the race, and there's all these obstacles in the middle. So you just had to go through gate one and then gate two and then gate three, but there was no track. You could go yeah. anywhere you wanted. It's like you're playing croquet with three wickets and right, you got to exactly. go through wicket one, That's wicket good, two, and wicket three. And but there's no I course see. on how to get to wicket one. Yeah. So how, we, how do you determine how many spaces you can move? There's these movement templates like they have in X-Wing. In X-Wing, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So there's like straightaways and there's turns. There's sharp turns and, and softer turns. But, you know, if you take a sharp turn, then you're going to take damage. And then you can also roll these dice that give you bonuses. Like you could slide to the side or do like a spin move. And it, it was really cool. It was a it was a cool game. Sounds like this might have to come to Wednesday night. Yeah. Nathan's going to have to bring it because there's no way I'm ever going to buy match cars and paint them oh, up. Especially with the way, you know, you're, when you see them, because I, I, when I saw the stuff, I'm like, wow, what is this? And he's like, well, is this then? He said, you just buy the rules. I'm like, well, where are these from? He's like, I made them. I'm like, I'm like, what? Wow. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I have matchbox cars. I'm like, I'm like whole, they look like. It looked like he bought a game with miniatures and it all came as like one set. It, it was amazing. How many cars are there? So you could oh, have he, more than one each. He had like, yeah, he had at least a dozen cars. So the cars have different abilities. Yeah. yeah Cause there was cars and there was trucks. And so there's like heavier ones and that, you know, are like stronger. Like they can, they I want a tank or more, more knockback <laughs> or something. And sounds that, fun. Yeah. There's one more thing. Oh yeah. So he cut up a bunch of Warhammer 
like expensive Warhammer miniatures. Yeah, he, yeah. He cut them up and used them for this game, which will make some like, if we have any miniatures gamers out there, might be cringing when they hear that. Yeah, but you know, it's just like a kit bash. A lot of them do kit bashing. So okay, we'll I don't know what it, that means. We'll call it a kit bash. Well, well you you take. You take your miniature and it's got a sword. You like, your kids out of line. I don't want no, not kid, kid, oh, kit, kit. That's a, that's a different podcast. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you, you got this paladin and he's got a sword. You don't want the sword. So you remove the sword and you put a hammer in his place. Yeah. So you kind of take a hammer from somewhere else and yeah. Did you ever have your parents like make you go out and get a switch from a tree? Like uh, to get spanked with? Yeah. No. It's switched. <laughs> no. No. Like, you have to pick a good one. That sounds like a Chris problem when you were a kid. Yeah. Uh, it happened in my book. Didn't happen to me. I was okay. gonna say it sounds like a old uh, country kind of thing. Yeah, I'm just curious. Sorry. No, no, you know, no. My wife had the wooden spoon. Yeah, I had the wooden spoon. And her grandmother used to say, "Go get the spoon." Oh. And then, which hand did it? Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So I got the belt a couple times. Did you? you yeah. The belt. You probably the, deserved yeah, it. The though. belt hurts. Yeah. 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 I, got the, <laughs> I got the. I got the belt once or twice. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was enough to know that yeah, I didn't want it ever again. So uh, that was it. You know what my dad would do? So, you know, we're like primarily Italian in our family, but my dad is German Irish. So we're like 50 Italian and German Irish. And he had these bright blue eyes that like glowed. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> like and he would King. open them really big. Yeah. Like the Night King. <laughs> he was like, the, my dad was the Night King. And my mom would say, wait till your father comes home. And when he came home and he opened his eyes like that, whatever I did, I wouldn't do it again. Just from that one look. Wow. Scared the out of me. Anyway. I don't blame you. All right. Continued. Biggest disappointment. All right. I'm going to start since you guys already talked about this. Well, so, we, did, we did our. No, oh, no, you did. Oh, my biggest did. disappointment is was Time Stories. So I didn't put it as my, oh. my worst game played, but it oh. was my biggest disappointment. Okay. I agree this was the worst scenario. It takes over from the one that we had before. I do. I did hear that they get better, but the thing that you guys didn't really mention about this one was that it was very linear. Yeah. And if you did not figure out that one thing, yeah. you were you were going to be stuck there for who knows how long. And that that bothered me. Like there was only there. It really came down to a choke point that you had to. Aren't they all linear? No. Usually there's multiple paths. And even the one that we got stuck on, there were multiple paths yeah. to get there. Yeah, there was definitely multiple paths because you can go through, you can get there using multiple characters doing multiple different things. So this one, we literally did every single possible thing you could do and had time left over and we're like almost stuck. We actually gave up. So I don't know if you remember, in one of our runs, we had time left and we died yeah. on purpose because we didn't know what to do. So so yeah, this was, I, I agree, this was a bad scenario. Okay, yeah. uh, but I'm trusting the like Chris says the court of public opinion that they get better again. Yeah, so we'll give it. We'll give the the next two a shot. Give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. My biggest disappointment was not ordering a steak when Chip went on his steak run <laughs> because I had to watch everybody eat steak. And um, I'm sort of a steak snob. Like I like my steaks very particular, but I really like them a lot. And the smell of cooking steak is pretty good. Yeah, and so. That's probably my biggest disappointment, and that says a lot for True. how good SauceCon was. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I didn't. I didn't know a steak run was happening. I would have definitely ordered a steak. Well, Chip was the one calling you. He yeah, was, yeah. He, he called you during Alvaron. Remember, he put you through. He he called your phone, and then you transferred on. Um, you put somebody on the on the phone with Chip. Yeah, and then they or... talked to him, and no one said, "Hey, Ryan, do you want a steak?" Yeah. Oh, so, but you didn't know he was going there. When no, he I had you? no idea what he called me about. Oh, okay. 
I but Dave gave me some of his steak, or someone did. Someone gave me a piece of their steak. Yeah, I think Dave did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway. Yeah, but it's kind of the same thing because it's like the, the games were good, everything was good. But yeah, I loved if we like grilled burgers or hot dogs or brats or something. Kind of the tacos were great. I think that was one that we should probably keep. That was a nice thing. But I, I like the whole. One person throws themselves upon the stove and yeah. cooks for everybody, and then we all have good meals, and it's cheaper. Everybody just pitches in. You know, it was really nice. Everyone just went to the store runs, got stuff, shared with everybody. Yeah. So, but yeah, the grill, I think we could use that. What more. did you think about the uh, oven-cooked bacon? <laughs> pretty good. That was good, that was good. stuff, yeah. That yeah. was good. I, I, I did it before on a rack. It's not as good because yeah. that's what they said to do. So the the grease drips off, but that's not good. You want the you grease. you you want it swimming and it's oh, well because it, it cooks in the grease. Yes, it was good. It's good. Yeah. I, I'm going to do that at home. Yeah, it's good stuff. So yeah, that, that'd be the other maybe thing is we didn't yeah. have bacon that last night, that last morning. Yeah, I only got two we ran out two yeah. pounds of it. I, I think we, I <laughs> think we, we needed we had like six or eight pounds next time. You can yeah. never have enough bacon. Yeah, bacon's good. Uh, but yeah, more you bacon. Could buy ten pounds of bacon and we would still yeah we still go through. We found it so we'd wrap it in our sandwiches or something. That's true. It would get eaten. All right. Best moment. Best moment of SauceCon. All right, so I'll go. So this is my dead of winter moment. So we're talking about dead of winter earlier. So I needed four things for my secret goal. It was a really difficult goal. There were different cards that I needed to have. Going into the last turn, I don't know if we knew Chris was the traitor at this point. But this was the dilemma we talked about on an earlier podcast. If other people have their secret goal and you don't, do you help them win yeah. and then you don't win or do you just allow the game to lose? So everybody loses. It's a, it's I, an interesting dilemma and I, you really don't know what you will do yeah. until you're in it. I was in it and I know what I would do and I'm glad I did it. So I needed, I had one thing out of four and I was on my last turn and Tim had made the decision that we, he thinks we could win on this turn. But it was it was like you put all your eggs in one basket, and it was a long shot. Not a long shot, but it was a commitment. And I wasn't ready yet to do it. But he offered to trade me uh, one of his items, which is one of the items I needed. So if I came to the colony. So I still needed two more items, and I had two more dice. So I searched. I got the first item that I needed. And I was like, all right. I searched again. And I got the second item I needed, so I had my goal. But I committed to helping the group regardless at that point. And so it's a, we should talk about this again at some point. Do you what? What would you do in that situation? Because it's it's I don't it's not cut and dry. Well, you just said that you you know what you would do. So. I I would help the group win. Okay. And I did not think I would, because if you look at winning the game in Dead of Winter, it's it's worse if you don't win and everybody else does. It's right. in terms of winning and losing. Yeah. Not not in terms of fun. Um, if everybody loses, then at least you're on the same level. Right. But I would have rather those guys won than not won, even yeah. if I didn't win. And it's it's almost you don't get in-game credit, but it's almost heroic in a way that I didn't care. And I'm throwing my guys away to help because it was a tough situation yeah, we were in. It was. And then it turned out Chris came out as a traitor on that turn. It was in the very end. Yeah. And he tried to shoot Tim's character. Remember <laughs> yes, that? Yes. <laughs> because it would have taken away morale. When yeah, we, we would have dropped our morale and then we would have lost. Yeah. He was tra- yeah. So he tried and you, to assassinate. You barely survived yeah. it. And the worst thing is, is earlier in the game, 
I gave him the gun. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Because we were trying to do things, and I already had one, so I handed him the <laughs> gun the that gun he then later him. tried to shoot me with later. He tried to kill your dog, too, I think. Yeah, he killed one of my guys, I think, and then he tried to shoot the dog, and he couldn't kill the he dog. Tried to shoot the dog. <laughs> yeah, he failed. <laughs> failed! That, But that was probably my best moment. It was so much fun to... It looked so dire. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you came up with a plan, a path to victory. If we did everything right, and we did, we made our roles, and it was that that was a blast. That yeah. game. Did you go already? No, no. Go ahead. Oh, do it again because it's dead a winner again. Mm. Okay. So same thing. This is the uh, I believe this is the second game that Chris Johnson was the trailer, mm. the traitor, the trailer. Yeah, I said the trailer. He's the traitor. <laughs> And he started, he was kind of acting squirrely. I'm like, are you the traitor again? He's like, no, I can't be it again. What's the chance of being twice in a row? So we just go along. And then uh, he starts doing some more squirrely stuff. We're like, oh, he's, he's the traitor. And then he just, he, he, he laid it down and just hosed us. And we're like, oh, man. So then the next, next turn, we exile him. And then we're moving along. And then all of a sudden, he's like, uh, so you guys, uh, you guys need some fuel for that, huh? It's like, uh, I got some fuel. I'll give it to you. He's trying to help. He's trying to help. And then all of a sudden, he's being like helpful. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> so he's trying to help us because he can't donate to the pile anymore because he's exiled. I don't know if he can give you items either. No, I think if you're in the same site, you can trade stuff. Okay. So okay. we were making deals. He's like, well, I need a gun. So he's trying to meet his secret objectives. But so I was like, if you give me a gun, I'll give you three canisters of, uh, of oil. <laughs> All right, so we started doing all these trades and stuff and come to find out that his – since we exiled him, his mission parameters flipped. He now had to win with the colonists. Oh. So his traitor thing, was, it was like called remorse or something like that. So he like felt <laughs> bad that he was the traitor and then had to help us win instead. So it's completely hilarious. You know, that's another reason why this game is great. Oh, it was, it was awesome. Because you didn't see that coming. No. And if it was a real life scenario, you wouldn't have seen it coming. But it's realistic that he would have remorse, possibly. And yeah. I like that they throw curveballs like that. Yeah, it was hilarious because it was and, – and we – the only reason we won that is because if he stayed as the traitor, we would have totally lost that game. But the fact that he kind of flipped sides and then started helping us, it was awesome. It's weird. Epic. Epic. Sounds yeah, – I missed those. I missed two of the three games. Yeah, uh, he missed the good ones. Yeah. Best moment for me – so I bring this game that I backed on Kickstarter called One Week Werewolf. We've mm. talked about it. And so we play the first game. So I, I need to explain something about this game to understand what happened here. What's the court of public opinion on this game? I don't actually know. Hmm. So the first game we played, the, the thing about this game is you're, you can trade your roles in this castle. So everyone has a role. But there's three non-player characters. There's three maids or three butlers. And you can switch your role with them. So if you've ever played One Night Werewolf, they, they kind of represent the three cards in the middle. But the difference is that you can trade your role with with the roles in the middle. Basically. By role, you mean villager and werewolf. Any role that you had, yeah. Any role that you had. But you, you're you either a villager, werewolf, or, 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 or the tanner. Or tanner. Yeah, yeah that, so there's that. only three roles in this game, right. technically. Yeah, and everyone, basically, without going into the rules of the game, basically everyone has the ability to do troublemaker. Everyone has the ability to do robber. So there's multiple ways you can swap with these, with the butlers. We'll just call them the butlers. Yeah. And if at the end of the game, if everyone that's a werewolf does that, and you all realize that the butlers are all the werewolves, you can just point to the right. This is Ludwig's castle, right? Yeah, it's Ludwig's castle. You can point to the right, and you all win as a group. So that's what happened the first game. Yeah, everyone- so really what, what the, this game is built for is everybody just kind of moving around in the castle on their own. Everybody's got their heads down except one of us at a time. 
you're moving around sliding discs and moving things and you're kind of aiming toward getting rid of all the bad roles maybe that that's sort of what what you're you feel like you should do yeah and, and so but there's this castle with all these rooms and it's it's just it, it it's got a realism element to it that there's all these strange rooms and you're going from room to room and you're who you don't know what everybody else is doing right it's, it's a big mystery i think that part is is a lot of fun yeah so 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 i'm so let me explain because I'm I'm trying to get to the my be- the best moment. Oh. So the first game was kind of a dud. Yes, everyone ditched their rolls off. We all pointed the right, and we're like, "All right, like let's try it again." So we're playing through the second game, and it seems like that's happening again. And I'm in my mind thinking, like, how much am I going to be able to sell the this game, game for? Like, I, I, <laughs> seriously, I'm like, this is we're never going to play this again. Is what I'm thinking. So we get to the very end of the game, and then out of nowhere. Tim like, just reveals all this information yeah. that completely flips the game. Yeah, on he head. was holding this information all game. And at the very end, <laughs> because what you're supposed to do, there's how many turns? Like five, five or so. Yeah. And then you're supposed to figure out who the werewolf is. Right. And we were all just figuring, oh, there is no werewolf because everybody got who was a werewolf got rid of it to one of the butlers again. Yeah. But then Tim had, he like called out like all this information he had of shenanigans he saw going on. That nobody else knew about. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, the game, I think I even commented to Chris, when that happened, it's the like game, the whole table blew up. Yeah, the game became alive at that point. Yeah. And I, and I remember coming to Chris, like, this game just leveled up. Because yeah. all of a sudden, all this conversation was happening where nothing was happening before that. Yeah. And it, it was like the best moment because it went, like, I thought this game was a total dud. And it ended up being my favorite game we played at the whole wow. thing. Wow. Like, it was like a complete reversal. What, what exactly was the info you even had? I don't even remember. So, Aras had revealed what he had done in the previous turn. And I had looked. So, he, he, he switched roles with one of the butlers. Okay. Trying to shed a token. I had looked at that butler and knew it was a werewolf. Okay. So, when he did the switch, I knew he became a werewolf. And then he was stuck being a werewolf. And then I just claimed, you know. Oh, I looked at these butlers and they were both safe or whatever. Okay. So I knew he was a werewolf the whole game. Yeah. And then he couldn't shed it again. And so at the end, he was claiming to be a villager and I was able to call him out as a werewolf. Unknowingly that at the very last turn there. Yeah, but there was something else that happened when I was in the observatory. I I was narrating what was going on yes. because I was allowed that, to stay awake. Yeah, and that's how I knew what Ross had done because you narrated okay. what Ross did. Okay, but you were the only one that knew that. Yeah, that where that werewolf took right. was. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. So it was it was the best moment by a mile for me. That because yeah. that was really fun. That yeah. was a fun yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's and that's when I realized too that if you play this game to shed the oh. werewolves and Tanner. Don't play the game. It's that's, it's stupid. There point. is there is there is almost no probability that you won't be able to do it. I mean, it's a hundred percent probability but you, you know want to get rid of it. It's an interesting human experiment, though. Yes, is that when you see everybody else doing that? Yeah, you're going to want to not do it. Well, I don't think because, so because because like when you're used to one night werewolf, you don't want to be the werewolf. Everybody doesn't want to be the werewolf because it's so hard to win. But in this case, I think if you get the werewolf or you obtain the werewolf. You want to try to win with that, and they try to make it. They try to give you. Incentive. They try to give you incentive to do it because now they have that win sheet. Yeah, so yeah. if you win as a village, it's like the lowest possible trophy. If you win as the werewolves, it goes up. When you see everybody and, pointing to the right, yeah. Like if, if that happens like two or three times, aren't you going to want to try to win as a werewolf? Some because people it won't. Seems like it's some, easy. I don't. I don't think some people will. 
So I think I think the whole point of this game is if you are the werewolf, you want to win as a werewolf. Yeah. You, you're better. You take take the chance of losing the game and being caught as a werewolf versus just everybody villagering out every time. Yeah, because if everybody villages out every time, you could probably do that ninety five percent of the time. Yeah, and it would be boring. It'd be boring as all crud, even though the rooms are interesting. Yeah, so, so that's the key. You have to have people in the game that want to win as the other roles, right? And at least one or two. Yeah, at yeah, least, at least one, one or two. two. Right. That exactly. changes the whole thing. Changes everything. And I was trying really hard to win as the Tanner in, yeah. in one of the games, and I just could not make it happen. But I tried, yeah. and it was more fun. I thought it was more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I robbed that Tanner from you. You did. I didn't know it, but until I got it. But well, well and then that was the whole Ryan trying to call me out because he he robbed me <laughs> and gave me the werewolf that he had and took my villager. But then I had happened to look at myself and knew that I was werewolfed. And the only one in the room with me was Ryan. So when he called out, oh, yeah, I, I robbed Tim. I immediately said, oh, yeah, well, I, I robbed Ryan back. So now he's thinking he's still got the werewolf Yeah, token. that was great. And I was trying to that play it great. up. And then he kept switching his idea. So I got everybody to I had to rush really him. confused, though. Because I had to switch tactics halfway through when I realized that what I thought happened didn't actually yeah. happen. <laughs> Tim totally fooled me. Yeah, when he said he robbed me back, I believed you. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was hard, but so that was fun though. That that game leveled it up even more because yeah. people were trying to win as the werewolf. And some of those rooms were interesting. The yeah. first set of rooms we had were kind of boring because it was the intro game. Yeah. But then we added the observatory, which completely changed it. Yeah, it's by far my favorite room. And then there was some other room we added at the end. Oh, oh. So actually, this is something I thought of. They have rooms that introduce more tanners and werewolves in. And if you have that room in, then you can't actually do the butler thing because there's too many there's werewolves and tanners. Yeah. Well, no, because you could you could give it to the butlers and give it to that room, right? I mean. True. You could ditch it there's off. Still, the there's room. still enough to ditch. Yeah, you're right. It increases the amount. That yeah. yeah. I, th- I think if you if you play this to ditch your special werewolf and tanner, you're missing the whole point of the game. Yeah. The and whole point of the game is to win with those. Yeah. There's a whole thing we didn't add to, which is these artifacts that also make you into werewolves or tanners. So I think they, when you start adding all that stuff in, it takes out, it will take out that element or okay. minimize it. I'm just curious to see how this game does. Yeah, me too. In general public, because yeah. it's very different. Yeah. I liked it though. I it was, was a lot of fun. Yeah. One one week werewolf. Yeah, and I'll just segue right into my worst moment. My worst moment was right after your favorite moment. <laughs> didn't we talk about it? Oh, this is the next thing. You didn't talk about your best moment. Yeah, Dead of Winter. Oh, yeah, yeah. So your worst moment was right after my... Yeah, yeah. because Joel Joel won, and he did. He actually did a really good job, but he sort of Jedi'd one of the players, yeah. and it helped him to win, but... That was it was it was rough because I was a villager and he was the werewolf and he kind of snowed everybody. But also, though, if you again, because he didn't just try to ditch his roll off and he tried to win as the werewolf. Yeah, again, it it made the game better. Yeah, Yeah, it made it better for sure. Yeah. What about you guys? So so mine, I don't know if, Tim, you remember this. So we played detective. I don't know if you're going to talk about detective at all. I I didn't play that. Remember, I arrived. Me and Chris arrived. When you guys were playing Detective. I think I was playing that game. Chris was playing that game. Who was in it with me on the right then? Nathan and... Nathan Aron was in Nathan. That game. That's right. So I confuse you and Nathan sometimes because you're like the two people who pay attention. <laughs> so so it was me, Chris, Nathan... You'll never confuse me with that. <laughs> Chip and um, and Aras. So there are five of us, right? We had Aras, Chip, me, you, and Nathan. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember yeah. that. Is that... Yeah, yeah, this okay. is the, the first night. Yeah, right. it's first, first day. day. Yeah, so Chris, me and Chris Johnson arrived. That's right. 
when you guys were okay. still playing. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I would say about Detective. So so my worst moment was near the end of the game after we had invested a lot of time. Like a bunch of people arrived and like I'm looking at Chris. So Chris and Aras both completely checked out. Like me and Nathan and Chip were trying to like solve and like answer the questions. And I know and I know that there's too much reading in this game, but it was very hard because all this conversation was happening and we couldn't finish the game that we had invested all this time to. I'm going to let Chris talk. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I just want to defend what happened in Detective. We already solved it at okay. that point. That was why I was checking out. Those guys arrived and the thing I didn't like that we were doing, we were APing the you-know-what out of this game when we already solved it. Okay. Like we knew like the the who done it we 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 were done but you guys were like polishing everything and getting it like to perfection yeah you remember that and then and then everybody came and so i was like well we yeah but we had to answer all the questions yeah even I didn't during really that care about you that. weren't yeah but that was how you decide if you want or not well i did want to answer the questions but i didn't care if we got some of them wrong okay so i think my point about this game is really that five people is too many i would actually play this game with three people and i think that would be better and also, you have to be in a quiet environment and ready to do a lot of reading. <laughs> there, there's a lot of reading. And, and, and what I noticed halfway through the game is the reading didn't matter. It was all fluff. Yeah. Like all the stuff you're reading didn't matter. You had to like do something to actually get to the clue. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan of being quizzed like that. Like I was never good in school and I'm not, I don't remember like the, the questions they asked weren't even always relevant to the actual mystery. It was, yeah. they were testing us on how much attention we paid to stuff, yeah. which I didn't like that. But Sherlock does that too. It does. But um, one thing I liked better about Sherlock was how we, I don't know if it was a game design or just the way we played, but you took turns like deciding what to do. I don't like the AP. Like we were debating for too long on what to do. And mm-hmm. I, that just, I check out. If I had played this game one time before we played it, I would have not suggested that you play it. Because hmm. I think that there's too much reading and too much, too much I stuff actually that you like don't. the game though. Yeah. I actually liked it better than Detective and better than Time Stories. Better than Sherlock, you mean? Yeah, better than Sherlock. And, okay, I, I, those three games are very similar, and I like this one probably better out of out of them. Okay, because it doesn't have the go- Groundhog Day problem, and then it, I like the the theme better than in Sherlock. I know most most of our group likes Sherlock better because of the theme, mm-hmm. but for some reason I liked this theme better. I don't know why. Maybe it was because it was modern. You could use the internet and stuff. Yeah, I just don't want to be perfect. I, I just want to solve the mystery. I don't need to know all the facts was yeah. he drinking a pepsi or a coke at the time of death yeah, exactly so yes. what was cool about this game was we had chip playing with us and he's like an actual cop yeah and he took really good notes like he knew how to take the right notes for when we were asking like the like the questions or whatever like interviewing people yeah he had all these really good notes because yeah, that's what he does in real life yeah so he was really good at that yeah and I, I think that helped a lot we got i think we got every question right at the end I don't if I remember. remember right, I was busy. Talking yeah, you were talking. Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Ross were talking. Uh, so anyway, I think it was just like I felt like the the end of the game got a little bit derailed when we were trying to finish. But we solved. Don't you think we solved that though? Yeah. Okay. But some of the things we solved after you thought we were done. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Anyways, it's still a great game though. I think I I, I want to play it again. Tim, did you say your worst moment yet? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. Do you have one? <laughs> yeah, no, I have one. It's just. <laughs> He's got one. <laughs> it's, just, it's not even really this. It's 
worst moment thing, but it was our, our decrypto game. Oh, I almost took that. I actually almost wrote that down too. So, and I don't know, the game was is fine itself. And I think Heather pointed out that at the end, it's like, you know, our team ended up winning. Mm-hmm. But when it came down to it, I think we only knew one of the words of of the other team. And they knew like three of the four of ours, but they, they lost still. Yeah. So it's like the fact that they decrypted more words of ours. But that means they're not as good at they're not as good at giving clues. Yeah. So because their own team couldn't get them. And so if their own team can't get them, then I know neither can we. This, well, there is that too. It's true. So it's just kind of a weird thing. And it's just kind of like, you know, the whole, the whole clue giving and then the trying to figure it out. And they, they kind of spotted us really well. And then we couldn't spot them. And then it came down to that one turn, yeah. you know, that one zag I finally did. And it really threw them off. The mess. The mess. That's, that shows that you can use the yes. fact that they know our words yes. to, the, to our advantage. Yeah. So I was just kind of weird. So it's not like it was like a super disappointing thing. It was just kind of like, you know, we won, but they knew more of our words. Because like, for whatever reason, at the end, I, I am horrible at figuring out what the words are. Yeah, me too. On the other side. I just I I can't usually do it. Yeah. We need like Sarah on our side or something. And so yeah, we had Sarah, good. though, too. We and did. she we still didn't do well. And maybe it's because it was 2 o'clock in the morning yeah. and we did it, too. It wasn't so. as... I think part of the problem for me was we had such a great decrypto game last SauceCon. Yeah. This wasn't as good of a game. I, and I actually was entertaining myself by watching Nathan play <laughs> that game on the Switch. You know, because there's so much downtime in that decrypto. That was horrible. Yeah, that, he was playing this ridiculous game, but it was kind of funny because it was oh, late it was, at night. And it, was, it was just such a yeah. weird game. It'd be the, one of those times that you'd only ever play this game if it was like 2 o'clock in the morning right. and you were just waiting for people to go to bed. I'll like never forget that, though. Oh, me neither. Watching Nathan play that weird Switch game uh, while we played decrypto. Mom hid my game or something like that. I yeah. Know. I can't remember. <laughs> Some Japanese game. All right. Something you want to change for next time. So mine is pretty simple. It's not really about a game. It's more about Joel and Heather. I don't think they should be in the, like sitting next to each other in the same game because they're sort of broken. Oh, <laughs> so, just from mind meld, you mean? Yeah, the mind meld. Uh-huh. Yeah, like they, they, they need to be split up. What game did they break? Uh, one Week Werewolf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think they've, had, they've been suspicious on some decrypto games because... There's been controversy. Oh yeah, they over. do clues that only they know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they they just they're like sharing a brain too much. Yeah. So that's all. So for me, it's really more of a positive than a negative. So you guys mentioned like the meals that we did. Yeah. Like we should do we should plan and to do that more often. That just happened kind of organically because Aras just decided to buy a bunch of taco meat. Yeah. And Chris bought like pounds of bacon, <laughs> and then uh, Heather and Joel brought meatballs. But we didn't plan that ahead of time. It yeah. just kind of happened. But I really liked that. I, I agree. I love that. Having I, the I, big meal, like the crock pot going. And I thought it was just... great. And then, too, some of like, unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of meatballs. They went quick. But like taco meat, there was taco meat left over. So if you're hungry, you could heat up and have a taco later. So yeah. I think, you know, if we have a lot more meatballs and all that kind of stuff, and then, you know, you could do that for lunch, too, warm it up later. And it was surprisingly easy. Like, yeah. to me, I'm thinking big meal. Everyone else to like get in the kitchen and like cook all the yeah, stuff. No. no, it was like if we plan it right with the right types of meals – we could do that for every every yeah because everyone has kind of a specialty that they do yeah and that they were doing their specialty and it was really good yeah because we could we could do steaks for everyone on that grill yeah and someone's out of the grill then for a good you know forty five minutes probably. yeah but that's all right but yeah so we had a lot of socializing time oh yes yeah, I'd say this this one has was way more social than yeah. the other ones there was I mean more I down- looked at my games playlist and there's like ten games oh I know yeah <laughs> compared to <laughs> that's pretty crazy yeah for a four day weekend. 
Uh, what did you guys have for something to change? Yeah, that was kind of my thing too. Is I, I the same thing you just said? I, I loved the eating in. I, you know, yeah, eating enough bad stuff there and soda. You know, drinking the soda and stuff like that. That having a meal like that that's not out at a restaurant, adding to that extra fat and stuff like that. Something that's you home know, cooked. Yeah, home cooked, leaner, sits in your stomach better, makes you a little fuller, so you're not eating as many chips. I think maybe yeah we should maybe do some meal plans. Or yeah, I think I like that. I get. I bet you Arasa do tacos again. Yeah, Chris is obviously going to bring bacon. I can make paninis. I could bring the oh, George Foreman grill. Bam paninis. Uh, I good paninis. That's yeah. a lot of paninis. Yeah, but you could like. I got a George Foreman like, too. I could bring one up. You could be doing four to ten double paninis. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you act like the lady that works at that subway at Gen Con. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I think we don't go there anymore now. <laughs> it took me a minute. Usually, you know where the best. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think we plan that, and then you know everybody brings a little piece, and yeah. we don't have to worry about anything. It's it's nice. Yeah. yeah. So I've been swooning around in my head of maybe doing another sauce con huh? this year. We've Ooh. talked about this every year, but then we never do it. It's true. Yeah. Because like in the fall or something. Yeah, like a fall one. Fall sauce con. I've always wanted to do like a. Play werewolf outside, like around a campfire. That would be really fun if we could do that. At like, how many people in the group would be up for it? Well, there's like two people that definitely wouldn't. Yeah, but they could play like X Wing because they both like it. Their names are or Gasland <laughs> or Gasland. Yeah, or Gaslands. Yeah, or Switch. <laughs> Such a dumb name. Or Switch. <laughs> yeah, or the Switch. It's funny. The Switch you had know, a big. One of these days, we have to come up with like a good game, like category of what's a a game that can be renamed. Oh yeah, like top five games with dumb names. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> I should do that. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that in episode 53, 52. So what's something that you really wanted to do? No, wait. Yeah, something you really wanted to do that you weren't able to. Uh, Illuminati. Uh, oh, I forgot. Did you Chris, bring it? Yeah, Chris, uh, Chris requested that uh, we do that. And I actually have it. And I brought it up there and totally forgot about it. Because yeah. I'm sure Chris would have wanted to play that. And it just it never got I broken out. I got rid out. of that game because I didn't think anyone would ever play it. It's it's one of those that uh, you got to be okay with the dual win. Yeah. Because pretty much the only way to win that is the dual win. And if you got some people that don't, don't agree with the dual win, okay, it's going to be problems. I've only, I don't remember. I, I like the Illuminati. It's Because it's, there's it's, a cutthroat element. There's it. a cutthroat element. It's like, are you, are, are you going for that one? Are you sure you want to yeah, go for that one? You can see people's structures yeah. getting huge. Yeah, and like, then you go after them. Like, and are you sure you really want to go get OPEC? Because uh, yeah. if you do, you might pay for it. Yeah, you're getting on my radar. Yeah, so it's a fun game. Yeah. We haven't played that in, geez, forever. It's yeah. been a long time. So I was hoping to get that one out there too, but yeah, maybe yeah. next year. So I was pretty happy overall. I got two magic number games played. Bam! So that was good. What are we down to? Uh, we're down to four. Four. So still four. I haven't actually played any games since SauceCon. <laughs> no. Yeah, we haven't. Well, yeah. yeah. We'll, we haven't had a game one. night and my other group hasn't met either. Yeah. But for me, I just, I didn't really have anything major, but I would have liked to play some heavier games. I felt like we mostly played... Like lighter games or thematic games, not like heavier strategy games. Like I brought my giant scythe. I don't know if you saw my new my scythe box now. It's double the size of the old one. Mm. Oh. So I bought a, this thing called the scythe legendary box. <laughs> and it, it fits the game and all the expansions in one box. And it's it's double the size and it's massive. And oh, I've wow. got the wood insert in there. So the thing weighs like over 20 pounds. Oh, my God. And I, and I hold that up to oh your, my ca- God. your house and we didn't play it. Why didn't we play Scythe? I don't know. Because we play that game once a year on the Sunday at Gen Con. Yeah. There's that. <laughs> it's tradition. <laughs> yep. 
So, you know, I would have, I brought some, like, I brought Wallenstein. We yeah. never got to play that. Yeah. So just playing, like, a heavier game would have been nice. I would even love to play Valdora. I saw Chip had brought that, yeah. and we never got to that. The heaviest thing we played was Charterstone. Yeah. That, and then maybe, like, Stockpile was the second heaviest game. That's not even a heavy game. Played Lords of Waterdeep. Uh, that's right. I wasn't in that game. I wasn't in that But one. you're right. That You weren't in that game? Waterdeep? No. I don't even remember. I think we did Data Winter when you guys did Waterdeep. Oh, yeah, Lords yeah. of Waterdeep is another one that's was a making fun game. a resurgence. Yeah, that's a fun game. We, we had a good time. I don't remember who won, but it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, for next time for me, it w- if I something fun that I, w- I would have played more Captain Sonar. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like I have to apologize, but I don't get why we don't play that game more. It's, the game seems broken to me. It's so fun. Yeah. I think this game is made for you. That's why it's your favorite I game. I love this game. I want to walk down the aisle with this game. <laughs> That's right. It's so <laughs> it's your fun. It's your, it's your number one game. No, I'll have to think about that. Yeah. The problem is that I need to be able to play it to well, say that. that. And yeah. you guys, yeah. you know. Well, when's the last time you played Six Yeah, you, For some reason, you guys, nobody wants to play that game either. Yeah. Very when's the last time it was suggested? I'd play that. I brought it. I I did not bring it up. It's, yeah, Ross and I brought it up at SauceCon, but uh, it just like lost momentum immediately. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. And then the last category is the catch-all. Anything else you want to add? I've got two things. We'll lay them out. So one of them is just the fact that we have expanded SauceCon to now include role-playing games Alvaron, yeah. and video games. Mm. So we did a five or six-hour session of Alvaron. This is our RPG. Our RPG game, which was very fun. And actually, Chris, you did a good job because I don't know if this was intentional. Did you do the puzzle thing intentionally because you knew there'd be yeah, like puzzles be- around? There were puzzles, yeah. but I beefed them up knowing it was going to be a sauce yeah. So we got some muggles involved. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, with some of the puzzles, which was fun. I don't think we we convinced them to play role playing, but at least they were involved. They yeah, were having fun. They they had fun playing an RPG, even though they won't admit it. Right. <laughs> and then we had the Nintendo Switch going like nonstop, and there's so many people yeah. there that it didn't matter. I think the only time it really mattered was when we played Alvaron. It seemed like there wasn't a lot of board gaming going on, and I think the person who got hosed the most out of that was Chip because he didn't really want to play the Switch. So I, I think they played one game and then everyone played Switch and they went on a walk and like he was just kind of waiting for us to finish, I think. Oh, uh, that sucks. Should have brought him down. He could have been Mobius. Yeah. <laughs> he, that's when he won the, the stake run. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But I, I kind of liked having the variety there. You know, yeah. And w- next time we'll have to introduce uh, card games. We'll have to play like a booster draft. Oh, uh, I thought you meant like oh. Euchre. No, like we covered RPGs, we yeah, covered magic. board games, covered video games. Oh, like like like, like magic card games. Yeah, actually, we had a bunch of people there had KeyForge decks, and we didn't play it. That's interesting. Why is that? I don't know. I think because it's a two player game. That's probably the main reason. Mm-hmm. Although Nathan and I had a choice, and we decided to play Gaslands, but that might have been mostly because he set the whole thing up. Yeah, he set it up and it was sitting there. Yeah, yeah I wanted to play that too, but we got involved in so many other games. Yeah. It's a good problem. Yeah, it is a good problem. So what about you guys? I I'll touch on some things. Just uh, the gave Chip another chance with Queen's Necklace. That worked out well. Contagion was fun. Uh, I wish we played Targi. That was the one game that I regretted not playing. Yeah. Uh, I saw that in the pile. Um, Alvaron was fun, the RPG. And it, it was a great time. I think I had more fun this year than any of the other years. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I like it's coming up uh, Thursday night versus uh, Friday morning. So yeah. it had me the extra night there. So that was yeah, my, Ryan, Ryan yeah. convinced us to do it and yeah. it paid off. That was my thing last year yeah. in, the, in the category of what would you change? I said I want everyone to come on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got, I got the definitive, uh, I don't think so, last right, year. Right, right, So this year. But you asked too late. This year I got the, yeah, whatever. Go ahead. So. <laughs> It's all about timing. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. And it probably was that it was so close last year. And honestly, last year, there was the wedding going on. There's a lot of other stuff going on. So it was a much, much more stressful last year. So here's the critical question that I want to end the podcast on. SauceCon or GenCon? Uh, I still like GenCon. And okay. I can't even tell you why. Don't know why. I don't. I, there's something infectious about the fact that there's all these thousands of people gaming around you. Yeah. Even though we don't go to the con that often, like we're in the, the hotel playing, there's something about it. Just the it's, environment. It's, yeah. I, I don't even understand it. On paper, SauceCon should be better. Yeah. But um, I know, and I'll say they're close, but I, I still like Gen Con. I don't know. I can't explain it. Tim? That's, that's, that's tough, but I think the fact that we really don't take advantage of the elements of Gen Con makes me just go, well, why don't we just go to SauceCon? And mm-hmm. it's, you know, we don't, no, no badge required, no hotel required. Yeah. You know, and just a bunch of people bring up a good point, sleep in there and wake up and play games. And so here's my prediction. My prediction is 10 years from now, it is way more likely that we're still doing SauceCon over Gen Con. Wow. Yeah. That's my prediction. Because Gen Con is getting harder and harder to even get tickets and hotels. It's uh, it's annoying. Yeah. It is beyond annoying. How hard it gets it is. worse every year. Yeah, even the hotel that we usually have no trouble getting was booked within an hour. We had the best lottery slot we've ever had, and we couldn't get the hotel that's usually the last one booked. Yeah. So, Chris, I don't think I even pitched this idea to you. I, I talked to Tim about it. Yeah. But I had this idea that maybe in a future Gen Con year. Instead of us all all getting badges and all staying at the hotel, we do like a big house somewhere in Indy and maybe one or two of us have badges that we could just pass around for anyone who wants to go to the con to maybe get new games or whatever. But we kind of do like a sauce con in Indy. Why don't even go to Indy then? Just for the game. So so the the reason that I would still want to go to Gen Con is I like getting the new games when they come out and playing them, like when they come out. That's not my thing, though. I know, but that's like... I mean, I don't need to go to Indianapolis. But we can have like the... So I think the other advantage to Gen Con is the downtown, going downtown, going to the restaurants, walking around. I I like that part a lot. And that's one thing we don't have at SauceCon in Wisconsin because we're in like Podunk, you know, whatever lake, Lauderdale Lakes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know. Come on, we got a Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, that's a, you know, Piggly Wiggly is underrated, though. Yeah. It's pretty good. So... I don't know. I was looking way more forward to SauceCon this year than Gen Con. I, I would say if we ever had the hotel issue, then that would be the alternative to go for, for sure. Because I guarantee you, one of these years, I mean, and I mean, look how many people we've got going. Mm-hmm. And with all of our badges, and we still barely got a hotel. Yeah. You know, imagine if it was just, you know, you going by yourself, Ryan, you probably wouldn't get a hotel. Yeah. I mean, what? I mean, what? I, I don't get it. How? How is it that they can't secure more rooms from the hotels? Because I guarantee you, the hotels are only like 
half booked from Gen Con folks because they're keeping the other half available. Don't they have like a hundred thousand people come through Gen Con though? No, because it wasn't it fifty thousand for the they, they ran it out at fifty thousand last year, didn't they? Yeah, in all four days. Yeah. Well, it's fifty thousand unique attendees for four days. Yeah, okay. if I remember. I thought right. it was more than that. Yeah. I think the turnstile was over a hundred thousand. Okay. They, they these weird ways of counting it. I don't know yeah. why it's so confusing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, another thing I want to do, say a props to two people. One is Chris Johnson for flying from Utah yeah, to go to SauceCon. And Chip. And Chip. So three, actually. Chip driving with a bad back. Yeah. Uh, driving from Indy. And then Peter. Yeah. He scheduled a show in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. <laughs> just so he could come to SauceCon. And and not only that, but he drove back to Chicago for a show. Yeah, he drove to Chicago, had a show, and came back. Yeah. yeah. And then that morning went to a show on Sunday morning, and then came back again. Yeah. Yeah. So he was very dedicated to coming. Yeah, that's, that's props there. Yeah, which was cool because we just met him at Gen Con. I would have been nervous if I was him coming to an event like that with people that I didn't know that well. Yeah. And, like, the one person that he knew well wasn't there, yeah. James. <laughs> so, huge props to, to yeah. Peter. Oh, yeah. So, it's really cool that we had people do it's that. very cool. Yeah. Anyway, I think that wraps up episode 50. That's a wrap. Five. Oh. Good night. Good night. Visit us on our website at outofgamepodcast.com. Join our BGG Guild 1990. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Stitcher at OOG Podcast. Send us an email at outofgamepodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 40OOG80. For great games and amazing prices, shop at coolstuffinc.com. For more great podcasts of the Dice Tower Network, go to dicetowernetwork.com. Thanks for listening. Good night. Wow. Let <laughs> that out. Uh, I'm not going to say bless you, just so you know. He's, he didn't sneeze. He cleared his throat. Oh. You don't say bless you when you clear your throat. Well, he said he had to blow his nose. I thought maybe a sneeze was coming. It was a nose blow. Bless I you. Mean. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we say bless you for blowing the nose? Why is it only sneezing? Why not? Because like, if you sneezing, get you're opening all your passages and they were afraid demons would enter your body so they'd say bless you so but the demons d- couldn't get in. But there aren't demons entering your body, though. Well, they didn't know so that why are we then? still saying that? I have it's a, a courtesy thing. It. I don't like it. Well, you want to say, you're so good looking. <laughs> exactly. It's like <laughs> Seinfeld. I made a stand at work. I don't say bless you, and I explain it whenever a new person moves in. As soon as they sneeze, you go, I, 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 I'd, I'd say, just that. so you know, I'm not going to, it's nothing personal, and you don't have to say it to me. And uh, a lot of the, we work with a lot of Indians, and they, they don't say that. So it's not a problem. Like, I like that they don't say it. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a dumb thing. I don't know why we still do it. I don't need to be blessed when I sneeze. It's a freaking sneeze. Some dust got in my nose. (laughs) Um, My my soul is fine. (laughs) So you think. (laughs) Well, the dust didn't hurt it. Okay, sorry.